Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This show is sponsored by our members who made donations. We'd like to give them a very big thank you. We have to cover the monthly costs of the radio station's software, bandwidth, phone lines and phone calls to be able to continue with the radio show. And thank you for listening. Today my guest is Katie from the United States who takes LDM for fibromyalgia. Thank you for joining us today, Katie. Thank you for having me. Could you tell us your story, please? Oh, wow. Um, so about three years ago, I had noticeable difference of pain um, that was kind of roving all over my body. Um, and um, But way prior to that, I had started noticing um, chronic pain, but I didn't ever call it that. You know, like in my knees, inside of my knees, um, I had interstitial cystitis, which was chronic pain. My doctor never mentioned it was chronic pain. I just thought that's the way it is for about 10 years prior. Um, But anyhow, um, about three years ago, um, I was teaching and um, I had a a really stressful year. My uh, partner teacher was going through some issues that were pretty stressful. So I had to take on the whole team. We also had a notorious group of sixth graders that year that ever since kindergarten, they had been um, kind of known for being tough. And um, just some other things kind of all came together. And the summer, um, just uh, when I started noticing the roving pain that wouldn't go away, um, my partner who uh, we had been teaching together for 16 years, so it's kind of like a marriage in some ways. We're very, very close. She ended up taking a job at the middle school, which in uh, where I taught sixth grade was in the elementary. And so that meant I had to start all with new teachers and train them, and it's kind of a team situation. So um, that summer, we had traveled out to uh, California, and I um, just couldn't get the pain to stop. I would massage and so on, and it was just kind of traveling all over. Um, Now, prior to all of this, I have always been um, really active, Um, you know, hiking and backpacking and canoeing and kayaking and things like that. So this trip out to California was to be that. We were going to Yosemite and camping and backpacking and such. And that drive, we ended up driving from Michigan to California, which is a very long drive. Um, I was just in a lot of pain and I do yoga and so I'd stretch and all that, but nothing was relieving the muscle, deep muscle pain I was feeling. Um, when I got back, uh, that after that summer, it just kind of stayed. I, I just kind of went forth. But um, when I got back to school and had the two new teachers I had to train and all that, um, what hit me and what really was debilitating was brain fog. Um, I could not 
flow. Like I, I had taught for 32 years and it was my love and I was the natural and I could always come up with words and kind of fly by the seat of my pants. You know, I always knew what my lessons were, but with sixth graders, you have to have humor and kind of be in the now, you know, and uh, I couldn't and I had no sense of humor. I uh, it was horrible. I used to have people come and visit my classroom and watch me teach. And um, I couldn't even have my principal, who was a wonderful guy, come in to evaluate me that year. I was just so um, anxious and I couldn't think straight. I, it was awful. So I ended up going to um, I had just moved, so I had a new GP, and I went to him and uh, said, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. So he um, initially gave me Lexapro and, um, you know, figuring it was that, and my um, OB gave me uh, some hormone replacement and because uh, I was uh, perimenopause. So it just seemed like, okay, that's why. Um, however, uh, it helps somewhat, but not a lot. And um, by spring break, so uh, this time, uh, about three years ago, I um, was a mess. And my own children who were diagnosed with ADD when they um, were in college said, mom, you're just like us, you're ADD. That's what the problem is. Go to the doctor and, you know. So I did and um, I brought my husband as character witness. <laughs> and um, so the doctor, I could tell, just thought I was kind of stressed out and anxious. Um, but he said, since you're thinking it might be this, let's have you go take a test. And so I did. And to my surprise, I had thought I did well on this computerized test, but instead I scored at moderate to moderately high ADD. And um, so they put me on Vyvanse and that did help along with the Lexapro seemed to be helping. Um, however, uh, then it uh, kind of snowballed by the next year, I ended up um, having to go on long term leave. And by that point, um, I knew that the pain was up. A piece of it. I mean, it was still there. The pain was there all the time, but I just would push through. But what was happening is um, I'd go teach and then I'd get home and I would just have to crash. So I wasn't making dinner anymore. I wasn't doing anything uh, outside of going to school and working and then coming home. And then on the weekends, I'd lay in bed almost all weekend, even though I had my granddaughter over who was two at the time and cute and I wanted to play and I'd try to get up and I couldn't play with her anymore and I'd go back in bed and I was getting more and more sad and um so anyways um luckily this GP this new GP that I had said you know um after he had done all sorts of tests blood work and all this he said I think you might have fibromyalgia and um so with that I ended up getting into a, a program that's uh, here where I live um, at a rehabilitation center that was um, multidisciplinary um, pain management kind of um, boot camp, if you will, for 10 weeks. And that's when I learned about kind of um, Dr. Daniel Claw. I'm not sure if you know of him, mm -hmm. but he's out of U of M and he um, talks about the overamped um um, nervous system that causes pain in, in people with fibromyalgia and it all really made a lot of sense to me. Um, so anyways, when I first went 
diagnosed as fibromyalgia. The doctor insisted that I take Cymbalta and I was very anti because I researched it and it was really scary, all the um, reports I had. But finally, I was just in such a bad way and I wanted to get back to work because I was at that point on long-term leave that I started taking it. And I ended up taking it for about uh, six months. Um, and I went to that 10 week program and I started feeling better, um, but not, not yet. I knew I couldn't go back to teaching. So it just so happened I turned 55 um, that summer after my diagnosis and I had been on long-term leave since December. So I retired and I had my 32 years in so I could, which was not at all how I wanted to end my career. Um, but um, so let's see how, what happened there. All right, so after that, I decided to get off Cymbalta um, it took me three horrible months to uh, detox from it. It was really awful. Um, and I am very afraid of going back on any drug like that. And um, while I I'm a teacher and I love learning. And so as soon as I got diagnosed for real, like at the that 10 week, they did this extensive like interview and all those kinds of things. So they officially diagnosed me there. Um, I started researching and I found um, one of the first people I found online was um, her name is Donna and she writes a blog post called Fed Up uh, with Fact fatigue and she's a big proponent of LDN and she uh, takes it for herself and so I had read a lot about it and then later I uh, met another person um, who writes uh, a blog um, called Melissa versus fibromyalgia or something like that and she also um, takes LDN and had uh, actually she just wrote a post about it um, her it's her four-year anniversary and um, besides that, a doctor who specializes in fibromyalgia and has it herself, Dr. Geneva Lipton, I watch, mm -hmm. like I'm a fangirl of hers, and I watch every video, and I read um, her books and posts, and she talks extensively about using LDN. So I finally took, um, and I then stumbled on um, the LDN um, Research Trust website and the Facebook group and all that. And so I took the research that was on the website and I sent um, a few different things to my GP. And luckily he's been very open to trying. So he said he wasn't real keen on it. He said, I'll give you one month's worth um, and we'll see, you know, because it's off label. It's not covered by insurance, that kind of thing. Um, I had to find a compounding pharmacy in the area, which I did. And they were familiar with LDN, which helped. Um, and because um, he didn't even know how, what to um, prescribe. And initially he prescribed 4.5 and through the Facebook group and some other um, articles I had read, I knew that would probably be too much for me. So I um, uh, talked with the pharmacist and they suggested starting at two. Um, that ended up being way too much for me. Um, and I ended up having to start at 0. 0.5 mm -hmm. milligram, I think, or no, it was 0. 0.25, yeah. 0.25 milligram is where I started. And so this April uh, 15th will be my um, one year anniversary. And I'm now 
at a dose of uh, 4.0 milligrams. So it took me real slow titration up. Um, because I don't have a doctor who's very familiar with LDN and that, I kind of just go by what I read on, on uh, your website and that. And one suggestion I had gotten, because I was struggling with getting to sleep, taking it at night, um, was that for fibromyalgia, oh, and I was also running out of energy early in the afternoon um, and focus and my pain would ramp up again and things. So I am currently trying um, 2.0 mg just um, like at nine o'clock at night and then two point uh, milligram in the morning on waking. And um, that seems to be doing pretty well for me. Uh, about a let's say an hour after I take my medicine in the morning, maybe half an hour, um, then I'm pretty good. Like right now, I'm clear headed for the most part. I uh, have enough energy, you know, as long as I pace, I don't run out of energy um, until the evening. About seven o'clock, I notice I, I drop quite a bit. Um, and then my pain level right now is like a two. Um, whereas if I'm not, if I don't take it, um, you know, an average day might be a level five out of 10. Um, a really bad day for me is more like a seven. So I don't get, you know, horrible, horrible, but it's enough where it's debilitating and I, um, it drives me nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's kind of my, my, uh, Sure. I was very fortunate, I have to say, to get diagnosed as quickly as I did. And then to have that 10 week program where I saw pain psych, pain doctor, PT and OT doctor. Um, yeah, so that really helped me. And then, of course, finding people who talked about LDN. That was a, a I feel like I moved forward a lot faster because of all of that. Mm-hmm. There are some people who do do split dosing and they normally put it on the dose they were on before so you're on four so they would take four in the morning and and four in the evening so that's something you might because it doesn't stay in your system your body still only sees it as four milligrams twice a day it doesn't see it as eight because it's not in your system at the same time so, okay. you know, if you... This is what I need, you know, I have somebody I could just like, uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a medical professional. I can't give you right, advice, right, right. but I can tell you what other people do. So, I mean, if you fi- feel that it's not working as good for you, you, mm-hmm. could, you could try titrating them both up and seeing if that gives you better energy so day. you don't yeah so you don't feel as yeah. though you flag at all it might be yeah. so, something uh worth thinking about but when you said to me how high a dose you started on initially um I thought wow I bet she says that that was too high because oh, yeah. you'll be surprised um people with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome that population of people are usually always ultra sensitive to all drugs and LDN is still a drug. And I would have thought you would have started, as you said, you went back to um, 0.5. That would usually be the pointing uh, starting point. And like you say, you, you dropped even lower to 0.25, which I'm not at all surprised at. Um, the, the mantra is to 
start low and go slow so yeah that's exactly what you did so that's fantastic yeah Yeah, with guidance you know like I said the Facebook group was very helpful and then your website gave a lot of research and you know articles that I found Um, plus I talked to um, Donna a bit and she kind of gave me some ideas you know kind of needed oh and the pharmacist also helped me because he was um, pretty knowledgeable but he still was kind of saying oh you could probably start at a little higher and I after the two I really it was really bad actually I was throwing up I um it was really bad and so I stopped cold you know I stopped um for about 48 hours to kind of clear the receptors because I wasn't going to give up (laughs) I was like no I I I just had faith that this was going to work and um so then I went back to um you know starting very very low and then I kind of titrated up by 0.25 like every two weeks at first you know kind of thing I didn't go very quickly at all um and then I've been kind of at the 4.5 to 4 for a few months now just trying to figure out um, if something's better, you know, cause I know with LDN more isn't necessarily better. Um, exactly. but yeah, so but, I had never heard uh, about that as far as if you do the split dosing mm-hmm. th- that you might do it at the four. Yeah. I'll look into that. What would you say as in the length of time it took before LDN actually helped with your pain levels? So after that first awful week and then clearing and then starting at um the 0.25 milligram that first weekend like i was like oh my gosh yeah and um you know uh i think people in my situation are pretty known for overdoing it when we feel good which i kind of did but i had three wonderful days where i went hiking i went swimming with my granddaughter i um i raked um it was you know uh, april so we were cleaning the yard and um i felt wonderful for three days and and then i i flared because i had really overdone it but um, but still it wasn't as bad as, as it would have been and the clarity of thinking so that I have told a lot of people that I feel like I could always push through the kind of pain that I have for the most part. For me, it's like having a toothache all over my body and it's real deep um, with certain areas kind of more pronounced than others, but um, it's something I can mostly push through, but it's the fatigue and the um, not being able to think clearly that really stops me from functioning. And that's where I really um, have a difference because of LDN, I think. Mm. Because when you lose the clarity of mind, it's very frustrating, isn't it? (laughs) Very frustrating. Yes. And like right now, you know, I, I write a blog and, you know, when I can't think straight, there's no way I'm going to write any words down or, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Well, that's an amazing story and I'm sure that would be very inspirational for other people. So thank you for sharing that with us today, Katie. Thank you for having me. This show is sponsored by our members who made donations. We'd like to give them a very big thank you. We have to cover the monthly costs of the radio station's software, bandwidth, phone lines and phone calls to be able to continue with the radio show. 
and thank you for listening. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.